like about having these day by day things, um, for the most part, ninety eight percent of the time, Agent Carter writers, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I really like that these fit like puzzle pieces. Like as your, we've recorded five and seven and nine, I think. So these puzzle pieces, I'm like, oh, that's where she gets the figure. Oh, that's where she right. gets the key. Like, I love that. That's that's like, yeah. that makes me feel like this works, even though it's like, okay, hang in there, kids. Five minutes of plot synopsis, ready and go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's the one downside to like us recording out of order. Because like mm-hmm. when we record them all in order, like then there's really no spoilers. There's never like any crazy reveals because right. you get the reveal then, right? You know, right. as you're going. Uh, but then when you do it out of order, like earlier when we were talking about sandwiches, James, I was like, but we've already yeah. recorded something about sandwiches. And you're like, yeah, but for like seven episodes later. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, damn, like really thought we had that one in the bag. And I was like, we got it. Speaking so, of things that come seven me. episodes later. I just realized who the blonde girl you're talking about in the the Howard Stark episode was today. <laughs> Yay! That's all I needed. One person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see, this also works because I literally cut three minutes of us going, do we reveal that now? Yeah. No. I think I think we just do the heavy imply and then the next time. Like that's what uh-huh. was when we're like, uh, uh, uh. I was telling my dad, I was like, Colin called me back on the full reveal and just got us on the it's the woman from, you know, back in November. Right. And I was like, and that is why it's a good co-host situation is because he could have just been like, yeah, whatever. No spoilers. But that's a better way. Anyways. Yay. Right. right. As awesome. Okay. (sighs) Should we do the episode, though? Oh, 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 I mean, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Are we (laughs) we we just are we in it? (laughs) Hi, oh. what you've been listening to is uh, Time on Scavenger, <laughs> uh, a podcast designed to last forever. Uh, I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. I'm James Anderson, one, one, another one of your hosts. <laughs> Surprise, I'm here too. And... But you knew that already if we didn't cut all that. <laughs> Do you want to it's me, about? As. I'm your, I'm your other host, As. <laughs> is that what you meant by say no, the rest of it? James. <laughs> What? Oh, oh! On this show, we oh, sorry. On the, <laughs> I'm, I was like, as just do just what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Give him what he wants. Hey, you know what I want is to tell you that on this show we're going through the MCU and historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until our last day. And by our, I mean humanities. <laughs> uh, because surely the this world will end when I end, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, uh, Exciting news. Matt is getting into asking questions about uh, Avengers stuff, and he has drawn paper dolls of Avengers stuff, so we are this close. He has asked me about who are the female Avengers, and I was like, bud? And he's like, okay, well, are there people that are female versions? I was like, you are asking the right questions. He's stoked Mm -hmm. about Ironheart. I think we could get him next year. (laughs) There we go. That's and I think I could be wrong, but I think that at one point, like one of the like two people that you had on your short list for who would potentially take over for you someday in the event of your, um, you know, like your, your long lived life. In- and inevitable demise. Yeah. 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 Uh, I believe Matt was one of the two people on your list. I was really wrestling with Lila not ever being interested in superhero movies and that being like the one thing that that divides us. Like, right. The little tab that helps you separate the That's papers. your civil war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, you stand there. That's that's your Feige versus gun, right? You're like, <laughs> Marvel. And she goes, DC. And you're oh, like, oh, gun with two ends. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, <laughs> did Feige try to ban guns from Marvel? Is that, what are we no, talking No, no, no. Kevin Feige in our apartment or in my apartment, just like with a gun to my head going, fix the timeline. I'm going, I'm going as fast <laughs> as trying. I can. Sir. I'm when you, when you said that, Colin, do you know epic rap battles of history? Yeah. I just heard in my head, Kevin Feige yeah. versus a gun. A gun. Oh yeah. A gun. <laughs> our clip for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is for 
Wait, Our hang on. If memory serves. Well, yes, that's true. Uh, Agent Carter, season one, episode one, starting at 26 minutes and 55 seconds and ending at 30 minutes and 18 seconds. Oh, wait. Keep it going, though. You're going to skip ahead about just under 30 seconds to 30 minutes and 42 seconds and end at 39 minutes and 33 seconds. This I'll is tell the non-nostalgic what... cut of the... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll tell you exactly what happens there just because, like, you know, again, if you watch it, you'll probably just go, I'll just let it run. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah. It, here's a spoiler alert. You've seen it before. Um, yeah. Okay. So here On this is... Show. He act, actually, yeah, it is also in the very beginning of the episode as well. Peggy yeah. has one memory. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a I also memory. noticed that. That's what we call it. We call those core memories, right? As am I, like, And then you said that, something yeah, that's, like... Yeah, uh, that's from uh, Inside Out. Yeah, perpetually. Oh, yeah, online. there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm asking, like, the... Are you technically still a millennial or are you Gen Z? I'm on the cusp. the cusp. Yeah, you're on the cusp. Like I, I'm in that like ninety five to ninety seven area where people are just like I don't give a shit I'm just here. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Yeah. Um. But like that explains why you're place. like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have the full spectrum, right? And then I'm yeah. the middle slider. Uh. Speaking yeah, of no that, let's for you. <laughs> uh, let's get uh let's get to the actual scene that that like that I was teasing. Let's do uh, it. So here we go. Here's what happens. Peggy and Jarvis sit in their two separate booths back-to-back at the automat, talking to each other without looking as though they're talking to each other. But from the outside perspective, there's no way that they're not talking to each other. Anyway, what they're doing is questionable, but it's spy stuff, so, you know, you get it. Yeah. Uh, They go over the details of the night before and the loss of Peggy's roommate and discuss uh, who they should notify and if there's any way to tie her to the apartment. Peggy comments that she has a habit of losing the people closest to her rather that she gets them killed. The pity party bus picks up Peggy. That's a mouthful. And she opens up (laughs) about how important this opportunity was, but she mucked it up, which is a great way of saying I fucked it up, but without, you know, getting away with it. Uh, And Jarvis reminds her of her service record and calls her a credit to her profession. He says that if the men in your office can't see that, then they're fools. Once the pity party bus runs out of gas, they go over to Stark Industries to run tests on out of the eye, rather, of the SSR. They meet with Dr. Vanko, which is completely glossed over. Yeah. It is, I mean, listen, that's a spoiler for the future, but, like, this should be a big deal, and it is, like, not addressed. It is I, just... I want to talk about it in a minute, like, when we Agent get there. Agent Carter like... writers were cool as cucumbers. Yeah. They were like, we don't, we'll sight of the eye it, not I mean, even look at it. It's cool because, like, I think it's very much like a do. You know, if we want to get into it later, we can. But if we don't, then we've just sort of yeah. teased exactly like when this whole thing, um, you know, kind of like broke down or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Uh, so it's completely glossed over. Uh, he tells them that what they have is a lanthanum carbon alloy, and it's unstable. Uh, I'm gonna put a little asterisk here and say, James, I'm gonna come back to you and ask you if that's even a thing. Um, but we'll come back to it. Uh, they narrowed down the only place that could have made it. Roxon Oil. Roxon. What? Does that sound familiar? What? It what? should, and it will be familiar again many times. I know more that times. place. Uh, that is a Marvel Comics, like, staple company. It's the it's the unstable molecules of businesses. I mean, pretty yeah. much. Uh, it's, it's like what Acme is to Looney Tunes. It really a little is. bit. It really is. They pretty much are the ones that add rockets to everything. Uh, now, Vanko informs them that the nitramine puts off low levels of Vita rays, which Peggy's like, Vita rays? He's like, yeah, <laughs> I know what it's those this are. Thing. And she, like, she immediately is like, shut the fuck up. I, like, She's I, like, I, I, I know how they work. I yeah. love it. <laughs> it's like, I like the way she says it because in a way it sounds like she's saying, I know what they are. I discovered them. It has that kind of air to it, which yeah. is very really weird. <laughs> but really what it is, it's like, I know what they can do kind of thing. But anyway. Uh, it it's the way my she boyfriend says it so full funny. of those things. Yeah, it's yeah. When when we're at back to school night and my teacher wife is talking to my kids' teacher and they're like, "Oh, the you know BRPMAs," and she's like, "Of course, let's move on." And I'm like, "Wait, wait." Uh. <laughs> hey, I know that we all get it, but let's, let's just explain it just in case, just make sure that we're actually all on the same page. Exactly. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so okay. So she she's like ah right, and she just races off. She just she I mean she basically says the thing about like I know what it is like as she's out the door. Like she is not waiting. This is probably also what pushes Doctor Vanko over the edge. He's like no one fucking listens to me. 
I am not appreciated here. Anyway, that'll come back later, I'm sure. <laughs> um, she rushes. Nope. She rushes back to the Bell Company building and pulls out the Project Rebirth box from the archive. A lot of tongue twisters here. Uh, she stops briefly to look at Roger's file and remembers. And now here is what she remembers. This is that clip that we told you to skip. It's a little flashback. And once that's over, Peggy talks to Sousa when he walks in. He's like, hey, you. You're like, I'm here to, you know, kind of spruce up your day. And she's like, not now, Sousa. I'm reminiscing about my boy, sickly boyfriend who also then became incredibly hot and like powerful uh, and then died. And then he's like, okay, well, here I am. Just in case. <laughs> um and then when he's gone, she takes the Vita radiation meter. I don't know, know what exactly what to call that thing because they didn't vitometer. Like, vitometer. Okay, do they actually call it that? I don't think they they're, ever said anything. Vita rays aren't real, right? Oh, I mean, oh like, in, the, in the thing. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I know what they Wrong are. They. My bad. I'm. I'm on. I'm on chemistry Wikipedia here, trying to look uh, up get the question. Yeah, sorry. The funny thing is, like, is I realized when I first wrote down this note, I was like, I should look that up, and I was like, wait, James is a chemist. James will know. Um, I know every pilot in the world. <laughs> uh, so the man who attacked Peggy builds a contraption from his... To- nope. Let me try this in a way that makes sense. The man who attacked Peggy the night before builds a contraption from his travel kit and typewriter to have the basically the AIM of the 1940s and get his next <laughs> mission briefing. Across town, Peggy makes it to Roxanne after dark, not like in a sexy way, I just want to actually after dark, uh, with her getaway driver, Jarvis. Jarvis Wait, waits with I, the car. Can I pop in for a second? Sure. Um, rocks, rocks on after dark is actually called rocks off. Rocks off, correct. <laughs> yep. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, rocks off, but we'll we'll keep the lights on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tombo dead? What are you doing here? What are you Whoa. Doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's like, I'll keep a light on. Don't worry on. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell dicks. What? Go <laughs> That's good. Uh, so Jarvis is waiting with a car ready to go and with a walkie-talkie, which he uses not long into the wait to make sure he gives away her position. Classic <laughs> su- spy subterfuge, right? Uh, she goes after Leap Brannis and chases him until they get to a milk truck filled from top to bottom with nitrine bombs. Um, Leap talks with her for a moment uh, and about the other gentleman with no voice, saying that she can go ahead and just shoot to kill them both. If the other guy is here, they're both dead already, which pretty cold line, honestly. Um, yeah. He then tells her that Leviathan is coming, which again, there's this weird line where it's Leviathan and sometimes Leviathan, and we really skirt that edge throughout the entire show. It's lovely. It's Leviathan month at your local Toyota. Dude. <laughs> uh, call, call in now. Uh, and then smashes uh, one of the nitramine bombs. 30 seconds until implosion. And then he gets in the little truck and takes off. She calls Jarvis to come and get her. She says, start driving. He's like, where do I meet you? Just drive. And she does that action shot thing where he's driving. And he goes, anywhere specific? She's like, not now. And he's like, Ugh. so he's just driving. And she jumps and lands directly on top of the car, scares him half to death. And then she's like, keep going. He's like, will you get in the car? <laughs> right? So she climbs through the window like, ugh, fine. Uh, which is a good <laughs> thing she did because then as they get to the gate, Kaboom! There's an explosion, and it starts biting at their heels, and then it begins to pull. It rips off the bumper, and they expel forward as everything collapses in. Finally, at the SSR offices, they're discussing leads with the Spider Ramon uh, death and the Stark Tech fencing case when the phone rings. They talk about the blonde that knocked out one of the guards and who may have uh, been the one that killed Raymond. Uh, Ramon, how did they spider Raymond. 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 i think in my head because the name is spider it's like anyway and also Um, his name was actually probably spider ramond or something but he got to america and they're like raymond got it right yeah yeah uh okay anyway let me let me start this little bit real fast if you don't mind finally at the ssr offices they're discussing leads with the spider raymond death and the stark tech fencing case when the phone rings they talk about a blonde that knocked out one of the guards who may have been the one to kill Raymond. Johnson walks. Johnson hands over the club photographer's camera, saying he thinks that they have a pic of the girl. I'm thinking real hard about kissing you right now, son. Dooley? But before we can unpack that, Sousa tells them that Port Authority says Roxon Refinery just blew up. The whole thing? Any casualties? Hard to say. They can't find the building. Dooley, perplexed, leads the two of them out the door as they rush to the scene. Kissless. Yeah. Damn. 
This is the second time that the MCU has teased a gay kiss in the 1940s and didn't deliver. But the first time okay. being with Captain America. Well, I think <laughs> this is very fun because it's very it's like it's like the opposite, right? I think that's what you're about to say, right, James? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm completely blanking. Phillips. Phillips. Well, I'm not going to kiss you. Yeah. Yeah. Phillips is acknowledges the moment is clear about about his boundaries. No, no, thank you. Right, exactly. Boundaries <laughs> set. Also, you're getting on a plane, and I'm never going to see you again. Else, I mean, um, Steve. Um, Dooley keeps doing this as mm-hmm. he does. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, we it's are team Jaculi over here, and I don't yeah. know if anyone else. Uh, yeah, it's once you see it, he's Jack is his guy, and I do mean that. Yeah, like, for sure. Now this <laughs> will be a fun. This will be a fun like reference uh, because I don't think it's going to land for either of you. So oh, I guess this I'm is maybe just for me. Yeah. The one thing that does potentially, at least with uh, Johnson, the one thing that does maybe change part of this is it also does make me go, is this like a Tom Brady thing? Because he does say, I'm thinking real hard about kissing you right now, comma, son. Mm. Right? And, you know, Tom Brady still kisses his 12-year-old kid, like, on right. the mouth. Although, <laughs> I guess maybe not anymore. Um, divorce. Anyway, oh, that's it. topical. Uh, so that's topical for 2022 when you're listening to this. Uh, well, well, we're recording this on November 6th. I don't, yeah. When does this come out? In December. In December. Oh, my God. Hey, guess what? We're in white Christmas uh, time. Yeah, December 5th. No. Hey, by the, by the time you've heard this, I've probably watched that movie twice. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, November 18th. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay. Well, we're getting close to when I will have probably seen it twice. Um so get ready. Uh, it's going to come up. Uh, <laughs> make sure to get your annual watch in soon so we can talk about it. Uh, okay. Haynes, the dog face boy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like that by this point, I think you've said that line more than I have, which I think Just is very funny. Just wait till we get our freckle face Haynes on you is, is the, yeah. the t-shirt. Well, it's not a t-shirt, <laughs> okay. but like. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Could be. Uh, but yeah, either way though, going back to finally to the to the dually like kissing comment, it is fascinating that he you know does that, and I I think it's very I think it's cool that Dooley is kind of like a gay icon for the 1940s. He, he's yeah. comfortable, yeah, confident. He's still a leader. No one disrespects him. Like no one's like, "What did you just say?" <laughs> like all these unrealistic Marvel universe things that I love to see. Like J- Thompson's like, "Oh, thanks," or whatever. Like he's like. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's bourbon. ever like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> you know, I do. I will say this: like, as much as they can sometimes in that office be like, kind of products of their time period, pigs right? of like, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, hey, they're cops, but like, they're not like cop cops. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Did you? I, I just meant like, I meant in the sense that that's hilarious. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was say, but like as far as like sexism goes, which is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but like I think that a lot of the times, like, it depends on the person. I think I think Johnson is actually worse on this regard. When than... you say Johnson, do you mean Thompson? That yes, I'm so sorry, Thompson. Okay. Okay. Um, did I say Johnson earlier? I think yeah. I think I wrote Johnson when I meant Thompson. Uh oh. And that and that, that has officially put that name in my head. What's um, fun is that his name is actually Johnson Thompson, and he goes by Jack because it's like come Right. On. Come on. What a yeah, shitty name Johnson I've been given. Just, um, so, okay. So, uh, I would say, like, if you have your, your, let's say, four people, in order of, like, most sexist to least sexist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for most, I would say Krasminski. Sure. Yeah. Oh, then Thompson. Then Dooley. And then Sousa. Yeah. Right. Right. But, for people in the office, to be clear, right. sorry. And I, 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 I hate to say it like this, and I don't know what the messaging is, but I really like these boys when when Carter is not in the office for them to objectify and demean. Like, they have a fun dynamic when yeah. she's not there to be a a threat to them and their I agree. masculinity. <laughs> well, it's also tough because, again, like, <clears throat> I think part of the other issue is that like when she's there, at least in the first bit that we really kind of see them together they are also at odds because i don't think any of them understand what their dynamic should be as well sure. i think like that's also a big struggle mm. like 
there's a thing that we'll get to in a future uh, clip and episode that I talk about, like where the dynamic shifts and it gets, and you start to see like what it should be um, mm-hmm. as like people start to understand things. But it's that thing of like, you know, I think that they are honestly like good at their jobs and stuff like yeah. that, right? Like all, I mean, all of these people that we follow are, um, and it's not that they're doing shoddy work, but it's that they're not like in, in some of these scenes, they are not getting to where they could be if they had just brought Peggy in. Sure. But the reason why sometimes they are not getting either side really to where they should be is because they're kind of at odds with each other. Like she's holding secrets from them uh, that could push, push them for, but then they have all the resources that she needs to, to, you know, right. to make this sort of thing work. So like, it's, it's right. a interesting little, like, you know, we're kind of lobsters in a bucket right now. It's yeah. Flynn's fault entirely. And I think we can all agree on that. Like, oh, for sure. Like he met, he made her distrustful of authority figures in the SSR. And now she doesn't confide in Dooley. She, she goes and hangs with, you know, wanted felons that were her friends and are still her friends and are good people. And who isn't an actual felon, but like, right. It's right. just one to that felon. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Allegedly. Fellish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we spent a lot of time talking about the kiss in this scene, but there's, mm-hmm. we're glossing over another part, another piece yeah. of dialogue in this scene that I think is yeah. really funny, which is when he says, Oh yeah, they they just bombed this building and the, and they're like, oh, are there any casualties? I don't know. They can't find it, implying that the building you know got crumpled up by the nitrumine nitro bomb. But right, usually, sure. also when you bomb a building, it's hard to find. It's not there anymore. So I just think, in general, true. yeah, I think part of it what it is. Okay, so here's here's where I think the difference is. Right. So he goes, they can't find the building. I think that, like, when you bomb something, I mean, unless it's, like, the... Like, you know where it was. Right. I think that if it's, it's, if it's the atomic bomb, right? Like, I think that a lot of the times you see that, that classic ruins structure, which is, like, all the rebar and metal work stays, but, like, yeah. all of the, the building crumbles down around it. So you sort of see the framework, and you're like, oh, my God, look at it. Like, there's still a little bit of that floor left over with, like, two chest of drawers. Not chest of drawers, but, like, uh, like filing cabinets. Yeah. And there's 10 down here that are, you know, smashed and whatever. But, like, this is a situation where they get there, and there's basically a crater and then just, like, a ball. And they're like, what? Where's the building? And and what you don't realize is that is the building, you know? Yeah. I got real big. um, uh, Dad sent me to go find his lucky baseball cap and i'm like i don't see it. it's not your room he's like did you look and it's like <laughs> yeah it's not there okay well if i have to come up and find it for you then whatever and they're like I can't find the factory are you kidding me come on go back and find it like it's also like well where did you leave it you know it's yeah. like that's that's another thing to consider did you leave like, it locked yeah did someone steal your factory yeah yeah is that a tax write-off at that point <laughs> Uh, it's it's some sort of write off. Like, do you think that there? Do you think Roxanne's like, damn it? But also, ooh, big payola. I think that might be answered in a future scene, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, that's interesting. No, it's not specifically, but okay. Okay. Get your um, hopes up. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just get your hopes up real quick, and then dash them away in two scenes. When is he going to address the tax thing? Yeah. <laughs> If, know, if there's one thing that people come to Timeline Scavenger right. for, it's commentary <laughs> it's tax about codes. taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that thing of, you know, when you're in high school, they're like, we're going to teach you what, like, the powerhouse of the cell is. We're going to teach you how to figure out the length of a missing, like, side of a triangle, right? We're going to yep. teach you these things because you're definitely going to need them day by day. And then you're mm-hmm. like, cool, how do I cook an actual meal that's not microwavable, and or like, you know, how do I, you know, fix my car? Uh, how do I pay taxes? They're like, mm. you know, uh, actually, that's not true anymore. That's outdated information, old man. My uh, middle schooler has uh, what's called MEAD, which does stand for math something. But it's a separate math class where they're like, here's budgeting. Here's taxes. Here's uh, loans and interest and stuff. 
separate Damn, I wish from... I had that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, so I they're addressing this well, problem. Yeah. I'm sorry I called you an old man. Not, yeah, we established I think that's them. very funny. It's also the thing that's very funny that you <laughs> called me an old man, as you say, my middle schooler. My middle, right, exactly. What? Which is I'm, very, I'm not very sure. funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, you two also have middle schoolers, do you not? You're like, mm, nope. Um, no, that but... I know of. What? <laughs> Colin, what am I if not your middle schooler? That's true. You're my little stinker. What is as if not middle schoolers <laughs> persisting? <laughs> it's true. As does play a lot of Fortnite, so that makes sense. I feel like that's I do. There you go. I do. I'm just very excited. I got a when, lot of number one victory royales. When are we getting a uh, Peggy Carter skin in Fortnite? Let's talk about that oh for a second. God, someone who doesn't understand what a skin is. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you make your character look like. Yeah, yeah. But what if it wasn't? It's just. Oh. <laughs> what are they going to put Peggy Carter's okay. separate well, actual skin? This, right. Right. Yeah. this is not Buffalo Bill, not the, the Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, let's 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 move. Ugh. Captain America's in there. That's true. So is Spider Man. I think it's wild watching uh, the characters that they'll put into Fortnite that have never touched guns suddenly have guns. Like, yeah. you know, your Naruto's, your Goku's. Your Spidermans, and you're like that. Something's not right about this. Frank <laughs> this Castle is... Spiderman. Mm. Yeah, the, I I think it's interesting. Like that, they they all are sort of competing in a way for like the attention of like Papa Dooley to be like, mm. look at this lead that I got. Look at this, but I got this lead. I got this lead, right? But at the same time, like they're not necessarily upset when someone else brings it, like. When he walks in and is like, here's this camera, it's not like Sousa's like, God damn it, I can't believe I didn't think about that, right? Like, he's like, he's not, like, upset about it, but, like, I think it's fun that they're always trying to kind of one-up each other a little bit. Right. Like, no, yeah. I'm I'm Papa's big boy. You know, like, I'm Papa's, yeah. like, favorite, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kinda, it's it's kind of cute. And Yauk's like, I'm, and they're like, shut up, Yauk. Does Yauk have a single line in this show? I yeah, for that, sure. I thought that Yauk was introduced, like, Six episodes later, am I right about that? Like, uh, yeah, he's uncredited until uh, until he's about to throw himself in front of a truck. In yeah, uh, oh in right, that's little... Yauk. In my head, that was another yeah. guy as well. Like for some reason, I thought that they like just introduced a B plot guy for no reason. Uh, and that, but no, you're yeah. right, that is Yauk. They're like, that. hey Yauk, and he's like, yeah, and then they don't talk to him until they're about to kill him off. It's uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. And also, I, I noticed yeah. it, too, because the first time they were like, hey, Yauk, get over here. I was like, wow, they made a point of saying this guy's name that he's <laughs> never talked about before. He's going to die. He's <laughs> a lot like, I feel like, kind of like Pigpen in, in Charlie Brown, right? Like, oh. people almost never address him, right? right? But he's just always there. And they'll be like, blah, 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 like and now we're going to go do the school play. Let's go, Pigpen. And he's just like. And then he and, he Everyone's and like, who's that kid with the stink cloud back there? Yeah. And then the real hardcore nerds, play nerds, school nerds were like, that's that's Pigpen. What are you talking about? That's he's a he's my favorite character. Do you ever think about also though, like, do you think he knows that they call him Pigpen? As much as I said, hey Pigpen, let's go. I don't think they actually ever say to his no, face. No, he hey, they do. Do they, they okay. do call him Pigpen to his face? He actually I was like in his introductory comic, he tells Charlie Brown to call him Pigpen if memory that, serves. That rolls. Because like to me, I was like what if this whole time he's like, my name is Steven, and everyone's like, hey, fucking Pigpen over here. And he's like, I really wish you guys wouldn't call me that. And they're like, I, I wish he'd take a bath. It's because he but sends cops okay. to jail. I don't, think, I don't think he's stinky, per se. I think he's just dirty. Like, he plays yeah, in the dirt. he's filthy, yeah. He's filthy, but he, I, don't, I don't know if he, because there's no flies, right? Right, um, it's just dirt, yeah. Right. Just, I happen to know a dust lot bowl. about Pigpen because Pigpen was one of the first roles I ever played on stage in New York. Oh, very nice. Charlie very Brown. Nice. At very age good. eight. Did you cover yourself in dirt as well? I rolled in the dirt before the show. Yeah. Hell yeah. Commitment. Commitment. Um Method I do want to say that this uh this does in my in my head canon we're well, we're not there yet. Hold on, I'm gonna write it in the thing so that when we are there then I can say it and it isn't uh 11 episodes from now. Hold on one Sure. <laughs> uh, so we did that classic thing of tangents and like getting off on something. Yeah. So we talked about Yauk and we we mentioned Yauk and then he was immediately like, all right, see ya. Uh, what else have we not talked about that we want to get into? Because I mean, it's a long, it's a long clip here that we've gone through. I mean, can long we segment. talk about Vanko? Should sure. we talk about Vanko? Let's because 
I didn't know who Vanko was until I was doing some research for this episode and just happened to go down like I clicked one Wikipedia link and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's who that is. Okay, interesting. <laughs> like I, I'm on the Agent Carter season one Wikipedia page and I saw that Anton Vanko's name was blue and I clicked on it and it right. brought me to a page with a very different name on it. Right. I don't know if we want to reveal it or, or wait, but um, I think we can mm, we can maybe tease it because like that's the thing is like it's so far in the future that I feel like we can kind of say something and not really because we talk about future stuff all the time. But yeah, this is just one of those things where one of the classic things of the MCU is Tony Stark or the Stark legacy, maybe um, constantly sort of being at ends with people in their past. Yeah. Yeah. Like most of his villains are not people that he has slighted recently. <laughs> they, right. Um only only one of them is, uh, and that would be Mysterio. Um, but I, I might have to cut that part, I don't know. Um, because he renames his product Barf. But like right, but, right. everything everyone else is like, hey, ten years ago when you were still a drunk and all this other stuff, like you did these shitty things to me. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, listen didn't mean to be, to be that way. Like, I know that's awful. And he's like, it's too late, buddy. I'm here to chop you into pieces, right? Or, right. you know, your father promised me this company, and now here you are with your... And he's like, okay, but also, you're bald. So I think we know why I got the company, right? right? Yeah. Um, and it's like hey. really weirdly body shaming because yeah. he, he's like, listen, my father and I both had a beautiful head of hair. So just, yeah. I get the I get the company. It's part of the stipulation. I'm so sorry. Um <laughs> And then, uh, and then, of course, there's Whiplash, who his father was slighted by uh, uh, Tony Stark's father, Howard Stark. Right. Um, and this is, I guess, the beginning of that relationship. I, don't, yeah. I wonder, like, well, he works for Stark, right? I mean, because they're at Stark Industries, but yeah. I'm saying, like, I don't know how long he's been there. Yeah. So it's like, is he a super established guy, or is he like? <laughs> Is he like, this is my first month on the job. Can't wait to be here for a while. Like, this can is you a tell job us about Vitor really A's? fine he's just yeah. real disgruntled already <laughs> yeah he's already like listen i've i've had this project that i've been trying to get off the ground and no one will listen to me to take my you know to take my meetings or whatever yeah i'm so young and eager now <laughs> what do you see me now when <laughs> yeah just wait till i'm bedridden what what's that now um, I do want to say that uh, you can make a carbon alloy of with lanthanum. Oh, um, good. Oh, it doesn't have it doesn't appear to have Vita Ray properties because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh, that doesn't exist, but um, it does look like it's a cool way to make like uh, Buckminster Fuller balls and stuff like that too. Um, so it has I'm sorry some cool... to make a what now? Do you know Bucky Balls C60? Listen, tell me you weren't a... I've heard it, of the fanfic I, of, a, with Buckyballs, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know them as Winter Soldier Balls. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My so, Winter Soldiers. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a really cool thing that this guy, Buckminster Fuller, made uh, yeah. where it's 60 carbon atoms and it makes a... It, oh, I just said... It makes a... Like a complete sphere... Um, oh, and, I do know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. I, I still don't think I do, but I, 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 I trust you. Um, you know, it's funny. I never thought about Bucky Balls being that before until now. And well, now, you've, now you've been the one that's ruined chemistry for me. <laughs> Just, I couldn't <laughs> even get through it. Um, yeah. Oh, no, so, so it's like the, it's, the little, the little balls that connect to each other. Is that what you're talking about? What? No. Hang on. So no, never these... mind. Sorry. There's also a toy called Bucky Balls, which is what has which yeah. are named after the 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 actual mm. carbon thing. But so gotcha. apparently, lanthanum carbide, because those are made of carbon, lanthanum kind of acts as a kind of like a support, uh, like an insulator sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes better. What did it call it? Uh, but um. They are made. They made containers to hold Buckminster Fullerenes or Bucky Balls. Therefore, they nicknamed the containers Bucky Jars. Um, as you would. So, as you would. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think? I just uh, opened uh, Level Later. Hold on one sec. 
you don't think that like lanthanum carbon carbon they were like hey whoever gets that bucky reference is getting like a super duper easter egg probably not right i, I mean, mean that that could be fun <laughs> like if you if you you have to pick a chemistry thing and bucky right. is a chemistry thing and also a character that you could refer to feels like yeah. you'd You'd maybe it's like go 45 for it. years early, but yeah. Well, we've already met Bucky. I mean, yes, but I meant Howard Stark. Um, right. And the Bucky connection, I think, is the oh, Easter egg uh, that went through his chest. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the Bucky ball that went through his chest, I think, right? Or his head, maybe. Uh, mm. Mm, yikes. Oh, like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't like well, it, but like, no, yeah. So, uh, okay, we're a little all over the place. This, this episode, episode rules. This is yeah. the yeah, short one. It. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I really want to get. I I think that like we've we've talked about. I think by now, again, time is weird on some of these things. But like the usage of the like voice box. Yeah, yeah, um, the in order yeah. to speak. Super you know? odd. I love it though. Yeah. Um, because of there's a um. Something that I didn't include in my uh, description, right? But uh, the reason why Peggy talks about the gentleman who had attacked her the night before is because when he pulls out his voice box to put to his neck, you see a scar on his throat that uh, is like kind of like a, you know that that little thing that Pizza Hut used to put in their pizza boxes right, to keep the, yeah, the pizza the, box from collapsing in on itself. That little the table, doll that's table three, sure, right? Exactly, a little <laughs> three prong thing that every kid in America was always like fighting over. Uh, that it's like, it's like that shape is like on his, is on his neck. Um, but her attacker also had that same. So, um, so the, the, the man in green, um, who I never, I don't know when we learned his name is Demidoff, but he had, we are, we've already seen that on, on when he attacked Colleen. Is that what? Yeah. When, when, when they're, when they're fighting, because like she, yeah, I I mean, I believe that like, that's the main reason why they show it at that point because like he has yet to speak uh right. but like so has that other guy um but right. like you know like it's it's a very fascinating little thing and like the second that you see that you're like oh they both have so right. you're kind of this is the first time we've seen the vocalizer correct yeah. used. Yeah. right okay yes. i think so yeah that's why yeah. i was saying I, I couldn't remember what order yeah. things came in but for sure that's the first time that we've seen like him pick up the thing and he's like mm, listen it's a very yeah. all your base are belong to us sound mm-hmm. voice. Right. Yeah, it's it's very like early. Like I feel like every kid's toy that had a voice box in it uh, that was digital, rather to be clear, um, uh, versus like some of the older like uh, however you would put like the the drawstring type things. I'm I'm sure exactly how you would record pull. on those, but the pull string. You know, like you know, like Woody. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know exactly what was in his bag, but it wasn't. You know, it's just a little little voice box because it's like it's almost like a it's like a voice box, but it's literally like a, like a tiny little vinyl like yeah. thing almost. Because like they they fix it in yeah Toy Story four, it has yeah. like a it's like a little little thing. Uh, just I think a, maybe just a I wonder guy. if it's more like a player piano than a than a than like a record like it where mm-hmm. like it has grooves that like you pull and then you let it go and it slowly like plays it. Do you think? Maybe like you know, kind of almost like the original gramophone, which was like like a like a piece of copper, I think, right? Is what they what they uh, recorded onto? Yeah, I think so. It was, it was some yeah, form yeah. of it was a little sheet metal, metal, metal of sheet sheet of metal. God, sorry, um, I got there. Uh, that they had you know essentially recorded on. So it's like mm. you know a little grainy, but like once you got to the point where like we can put a speaker in something, but then it was like. Like everything had like a really like this is digital, you know. Like you had that. They're like this is I can't do it for some reason. I used to be able to do such a good version of that, but it's like mm, this is clean, right? When you're like, no, that is clearly like a robot voice. But um, what well, if I say that there was a, a there was a cartoon or a movie South or Park? something where the person smoked through their laryngotomy oh. scar? Oh, oh. Yes, that is, is something. Yeah, so many names in this season of television. I'm like, is that an anagram for something? Because it sounds like one, and then it doesn't ever turn out to be. 
Like yeah, Leet Leet Brannis, Miles Van Ert, and Ida Emke. I'm like, are we? These are codes for something. Like I definitely can't... the last one. I feel like the last one for sure feels like a code. Leet Brannis to me is like oh, one of those ways where you go. How do you sound foreign without being like? Yeah. And, but like, are vague enough where you're like, where the hell could that guy possibly be from? Right. right. Like that's yeah. what that gives me. Like or like a starship captain, like mm, Captain yeah. Leet Brannis. Oh my God! Actually, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would watch the hell out of that show, <laughs> Captain Leet Brannis and his, you know, fine team once again. Yeah, like you know, Mr. Sulu. Star Please cut me Explorers. doing all that. You're I like fine. doing it in my head, and then I don't like doing it in the future when I hear my voice doing it later. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Because if I really enjoy it, no, okay. um, and that is a threat. Um, <laughs> I have a couple of Avengers ensembles, but I do have Let's, a note yeah. besides Avengers ensemble. Okay. Which, which is, I love, I find Sousa's uh, gallows humor. Very funny. The joke he says is uh, I'm still missing. Uh, I, my dad said he was going to, you know, his dad gave away all his stuff. He says, I'm still missing half my stuff. I can't find my leg anywhere. And yeah, I'm like, that's a that good... is some charming, charming gallows humor. Good job. He, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's this episode, but like they talk about, someone's like charm or whatever at one point. And he's like, yeah, I think that got blasted off in the battlefield or something like that. Like, yeah. Jack Thompson's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, something he lost that at in the war. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's he, definitely like, this episode. It's like when he it's kind of like his way of saying like, you know, I lost part of my leg, but he lost yeah. clearly like part of his like actual the, charm. I think Auf that's like, adios, aloha. That's the a... first conversation <laughs> with Sousa. I think in, yeah. in the, the first episode. Mm hmm. Um, oh, where Peggy looks at the camera and says, uh, white knighting is still chauvinism kids. And then look, goes back into the scene. Yeah. Um, super, super fast because I, because of, again, you know, like I, I cut through a lot of stuff just as a quick reminder, is it this episode or the next episode, um, that we're recording where they do the, uh, gambling line because we should, that's the it. next one. That's, that's, okay, cool. that's the Good. next one. Just wanted to make sure because we I know we have talked about it, so I was like, we gotta make sure we bring it up. Yeah. Um okay. oh, yeah, and, and in my I'll... in my notes, I'm like, and sets up something that could very easily be called back later. <laughs> right. Okay, I'll cut that that part then for sure. Um okay, so it, if that's the only notes that we have, let's go ahead and do Avengers Ensemble. Yeah, absolutely. I I wanted to jump in because we haven't even talked about the whole Roxon situation. Right. Like as a whole of of Peggy and the Jarvis ground. breaking in. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it. As a hole in the ground, I just, that took me a second. <laughs> okay. Um, the the best part of this scene for me is right as Peggy hands Jarvis the walkie-talkie for the first time, he makes a face like he's never seen it before. Yeah. He's like, oh, what is what is this contraption? Oh, the, the antenna keeps going. Oh my goodness gracious. Like, he, it's, he works for Howard Stark, and yet he's right. never seen a, a walkie-talkie before. Because <laughs> Howard actually has moved past all of that. Yeah. He's, he, true, this, yeah. Well, what is this primitive? It's like a, uh, it, oh my God. It's like Scotty in a, Star Trek Four, yeah. trying to figure out how to use a mouse. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> I, not that. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think also part of it is just that, like, even if Howard Stark is technologically advanced, he, I think this shows that he's not a field guy. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. a at the house guy, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when he goes out and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, what is an antenna? What the? Oh my god, why is it? Why is it still going? Right? Like, yeah, there's like a genuine shock, and it's like all because it's like, oh, you're such a spring chicken." Yeah. yeah, and the fact that Jarvis is is just completely unprepared for everything that is happening here, yeah, like it it really like it to your point that he's a house guy, he's not a field guy. Like Jarvis has never experienced this before, and like is surprisingly calm when two guards directly start shooting the vehicle that he's in. <laughs> right, right. Keeps a very cool head about him, and I I appreciate yeah. that. Stiff upper now, lip, say, old chap. He did fight in the war. So that's true yes he does yeah. have he does have that experience mm -hmm. um so i guess i, I can't call him a spring that. chicken per se but like he's definitely never done espionage i think that's the right. i think that's the big thing um he so. um i will say a little behind the scenes uh this is the scene going back and forth between the exciting peggy sneaking up on people and jarvis discovering walkie-talkie antenna mm -hmm. uh when we decided to do day by day for TV, I was like, nice, cut through. 
the weird scene I had to piece together where he just it's like and then we go back to him and he's still he's still finding out about the still going (laughs) um oh peggy uses a device in this uh in this day on this day uh that is never seen again and is barely seen in this it's a blinding device where she puts on some very cool sunglasses then blinds uh uh one of the well the scientists that uh lee brannis is getting help from his the vanco the evil vanco i guess is what you call yeah um, his, his name is hang on miles I, <laughs> uh lee brennis who apparently oh i had the name here oh no it's his, gone his name is miles van ert um ert that's the one yeah, yeah. um but the story is that that device, I guess they were going to use it a lot more until someone dropped it from like a two-story window and it cracked all to hell. So ah. they had it in this episode and then they were like, okay, and she never uses that ever, ever, ever again. Can I, I'm going to give you right now an explanation as to why that happens. Let's do it. Ready? I'm going to make this, I'm, I'm going to retcon it for them. Do it. She took the prototype and did not get the opportunity to pick it back up. And then the implosion happened, and it was destroyed forever. Ooh, boy, was it. I wish uh, that this show is a lot more like Mega Man, where she finds a device and then gets to use it on the next boss. I think that'd be a, yeah. a mm. fun structure for a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mega Carter. Anyways, um, that's about a, a Georgia peanut farmer that uh, fights uh, <laughs> evil. Um, so, yeah, and then... Uh, it really stresses me out that he's like 30 seconds and I'm like, this is way oof. longer. I, yeah, it's way I, longer, but it's all, crazy. I'm like, I can't get anywhere in that. Yeah. Time. Um, I guess pull the car around and then he, I mean, but he's good at pulling the car around. I like the idea that he's not a field guy, but one thing he can do is, right. is pull whip. the car around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was like, he was Tokyo drifting before, Vin Diesel was even like a thought mm-hmm. in his. Yeah. You know, I apology. I would love to Vin see. Petrol. I would love to see Jarvis <laughs> in a Fast and Furious movie. Actually, that would slap. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Now, do you mean the character Jarvis, or do you mean James Darcy? Because, like, I mean the character Jarvis himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Bring but also James in. Darcy. Why not? Make him part of the family. <laughs> uh, yes. Fast I, and I Furious beginnings. Call. Slightly slower and and very peeved. Colon England. Yeah, it's the Peaky Blinders, right? And it's just him mm-hmm. like, oh, I do believe, uh, I do believe there's someone chasing us, and he's like, <laughs> an old Killian Murphy faster. and a very yeah. young James Darcy have to face off in a. <laughs> right. Like, I say, I, I believe, yeah. I believe we should crank the torque on the nitro. <laughs> right, and he's like, but sir, the speed limit says twenty five kilometers, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like. And he says something about like the law, then like he hits the red button, and yeah, Wiz Khalifa comes on. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) what would Um, the nineteen forties version of Wiz Khalifa be? Who is the Wiz Khalifa? Okay, that's actually really kind of Wiz Khalifa. I don't have any beef with Wiz Khalifa, but saying that Wiz Khalifa is the Duke Ellington of the of the of the two thousand, I think that's interesting. I had a different answer there, and it was going to be Wizard Cal and his big band. Okay. Mm. I just you know what's funny is I was like uh, I leave it to as to have that obscure 40s big band rap wait a minute wait <laughs> <laughs> Um. so yes and also I don't so that time management uh, countdown clock 30 seconds is as a writer I'd be like 30 seconds is that is that how much time is good for getting out and uh I'm certain it is technically longer. I bet you, I bet you that he says 30 seconds to be like, better get moving. Right. You know? Like, yeah. One significant figure, 30 seconds, but it's actually 36 and like, or 35. I mean, I was gonna say it honestly feels like it's probably a minute. Yeah. You know? Uh, But like, I feel like 30 seconds like if you go, you have a minute. She's like, cool. Then I can still kill you before I can. Yeah. But if it's like thirty seconds, I need to start moving immediately. You know, <laughs> it's just um, a bluff. He also like wants her to to succeed in a way. Yeah. Like he wants her to get out yeah, of there, true. as we see later. 
and also like 30 seconds okay let me get into this big hulking milk truck and i'm gonna be fine yeah, yeah that, you also can't drop like you can't tokyo drive tokyo that, drift in that right like yeah because if you do it's twisted really metal bad. anything yeah like, exactly he definitely is cruising out of there so like yeah, yeah. it's why it has to be at least a minute i mean for her to run also halfway across the campus of rocks on oil yeah. or the refinery rather um to then jump on the hood of a car and to still be able to get up to the gate and break through like you know what i mean like it's that's uh, you know there's a lot of she wore heels but they were actually heelys and we don't actually see her using them but she is cruising on the on the high heelys as they call them and it uh yeah they didn't have the cgi for it back in 2015 but if they remade it now it would look it would look awesome really awesome that would be a thing that howard stark would make for her because he made some for himself and he's stoked about them right he but he kept them for himself for 15 years until he could be like the best and then he introduced it to the public and he's like hey you all suck look at me <laughs> hey let's do avengers ensemble what about yeah no i have one more note okay. no i'm kidding i'm all just right. kidding yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> avengers ensemble um, okay, so we have two people that we meet here. Uh, Anton Venko is played by a person whose name is Costa Ronin or Costa Ronin. Either way, it's a it's a magical place. That's um, a protect protectorate of of the United States, right? It, I believe it is. I, yeah. I, oh wait, not anymore. Not anymore. It ran out in twenty twenty one. What? So he was on seventeen episodes <laughs> sure. of Homeland. <laughs> Uh, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 61 episodes of The Americans, and two episodes of Gotham. Uh, when anyone's in uh, lots of episodes of The Americans and isn't Carrie Russell, I think, ah, they always play a Russian. So, um, and I, I've yet to be wrong about that. So that's a pretty solid uh, solid guess on that one. I mean, also considering he plays a Russian guy here as well. Right, also for sure. Right, Carrie, that, yeah. well, that's right, exactly. Um, and then Miles Van Ert, uh is played by James Urbaniak, who you have heard his voice. Like, I don't know who you are, listener, but you've heard his voice somewhere. He, among other things, uh, one episode of Better Call Saul, two episodes of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Star Wars The Old Republic, Onslaught video game, uh, which is where The Old Republic had to face off against Charles Xavier's uh, <laughs> mind. Okay. <laughs> um, did you know that I just, this year, in this month... Uh, found out that onslaught was charles xavier yeah i no, i was there for the onslaught thing i remember heroes were born and everything but i didn't read the one key part that it was like anyways that's spoilers for a weird thing that for a comic book thing that was ages ago ages 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 ago yeah uh 20 last century yeah yeah uh, he was on two episodes of Welcome to Night Vale, 83 episodes of Venture Brothers, and I believe that is all of them because he is one of the Venture Brothers. Um, ah. mm. One episode of Big Hero 6, the series, six episodes of Guardians of the Galaxy, the cartoon, uh, 10 episodes of Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures, one episode of Supergirl. He was in the movie Dave Made a Maze, which if you are interested in, uh, there is an uh, unabashedly obsessed episode about that. Um, two episodes of Adventure Time, one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Mar- Marvel Future Fight, which is a video game. Mm-hmm. Star Wars: The Old Republic: Shadow of Revan or Revan. That's also a video game. Revan, One episode yeah. of Teen, Vol- Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is what he calls it. Uh, two episodes of Monsters vs. Aliens. Four episodes of The Office. He's Dwight's friend who is uh, psychotic. Two episodes of Homeland. He's in Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, just the, just the plain old video game. Uh, Fallout: Lost. Uh, Fallout: New Vegas. He plays Doctor O or Doctor Zero. Oh, okay. No, no, he's in, no. So, Doctor Zero, Old World Blues, downloadable content is what he is in. He's not uh, Doctor Zero. Himself. Oh, okay. I was like, huh, um, okay. One episode of Medium, two episodes of Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles. He's in Across the Universe, and he's in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He is a prominent voice actor in our uh, in our lifetimes. Absolutely. And just as a quick sort of shout out to the Star Wars thing, so uh, I think that that's a fantastic game i really would love to get into it like fully at some point um like personally star wars the old republic yes the the reason why i mean i was a big fan of star wars knights of the old republic right Mm -hmm. kotor as Mm -hmm. we would call it love that series 
Uh, the Old Republic is a very cool game because there's like it's a lot like I feel like to some extent like the Star Wars version of like World of Warcraft where there's like a base yeah. game and then that game just stays forever essentially and they just keep updating it with new things and then what happens is like they have new chapters so all those things that you were talking about are like chapters or like series of like basically like an event or whatever that you can still go back at any point and play but like right. they introduce these new things with like hey there's new things to play now and new things right. to unlock yeah. and I was in the beta now. for that game way back in the day it was pretty cool yeah, it, nice. it is very, very neat, um, and uh, I'm, I'm into it. I just feel like I, I never have that much time to yeah. give to it, and I feel like if I play that game, it's that's going to be my life for a while, you know? Yeah. The only Star Wars game I've ever uh, enjoyed or been any good at is Shadows of the Empire on the, on the Nintendo mm. 64. Had the Star Wars Game Boy game, can't, can't get uh, game game. Which, which into one? the game itself, like... It's like Metroid all over again. Anyways, I yeah, um, I had the uh, yeah. I had the Star Wars game on the DS. I don't even remember what it was called. It was like the mm. Force something or other. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, the Star Wars on DS didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed the Force Unleashed and the Force Unleashed two, but Force Unleashed one was better story. Gameplay on the second was better. Uh, you know, Kotor, like I mentioned, and they um, gathered them all up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Kotor was great. Uh, Battlefront games were always a joy. Uh, it's a shame that the newer versions were like, I don't know. Doesn't matter. It, it, they, it was. Don't skip all that. They were shitty. No, it's just that thing like, like Battle they had, Mid. <laughs> they had a lot of really good stuff, but then like also like they didn't. I feel like they like got you ninety percent of the way to where like it would be a great game, and then they just sort of like, and that's that's where we end it, and you're like. You almost got there. And they're like, yeah. yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> you design a game, and then the game shuts off. Pretty, I mean, kind of. <laughs> that is a little bit what that is like sometimes. Um, but yeah, anyway, just really appreciate anyway, it. Anyway, yeah, that is, uh, that is all for uh, Avengers Ensemble. Just a couple of new, a couple of new uh, characters that, yeah, we're, we'll see later. And later has two different definitions for, depending on who you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. Um, Shall I break into Howard's vault and see what I can find there? Yes, let's do that. And uh, what shall I do once I'm in there? Let's do social media. Great. Okay. Oh, is um, that the thing for for yeah, this show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we we like to go to social media with a crime. Apparently, that's like the yeah. theme so far. <laughs> because if you're not following criminal- us, that's a crime. I guess yeah. you haven't uh, criminalized let's... throwing kids in the river. Let's. Enter the, the, let's release the the Terrigen mist and throw the kid into the vault with it. Yeah, those those are the three that I know about. And now then he'll, he'll be he'll be disappointed when he doesn't develop in human powers, and that'll make him evil. Oh, yeah. it won't because he'll be turned into stone. <laughs> well, that'll die. make yeah. him stone. Yeah, yeah, stone cold fox. Stoned. There's there's got to be a better way, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this pot is full of Terrigen crystals. What? All right. Uh, Terrigen crystal mess. Right. Yeah. My favorite soda. So uh, (laughs) we are, uh, as a show, we are on Twitter at uh, Timeline Scav. Uh, We are part of the Scavengers Network, which can be found on Twitter at Scavengers Net. If you would like to talk to Colin about his favorite strats and tips and tricks for KOTOR, Colin, where can you be found? At Colin M. Parker. All entries welcome. Excellent. If you would like to find me and talk to me about how fun it was to shoot asteroids in Shadows of the Empire, uh, and also about this Marvel podcast that we do, Marvel, the, the with Marvel stuff that we talk about, uh, you can find me at Anabasha James as I want to leave it to you. Where can people find you on Twitter and what can they talk to you about? Um, you can talk to me about the short amount of time that I spent in the Knights of the Old Republic beta in like 2008 or whenever that game came out. You can talk to me about it at Cal's underscore Calzones on Twitter. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, we're going to see as a couple more times in 1946 and then of course going forward 
Uh, so, as thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah, and as always, I am James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Az. Oh my, I do say, what? what is this? Excelsior. <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.